0: Get informed. individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hello, thanks for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice weekly podcast on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the communications manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Patrick Rea of Canopy Boulder, based in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Canopy Boulder is a seed stage business accelerator, venture fund, company mentor, and so much more for the legal cannabis industry. Welcome to the show, Patrick.
2: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, good to catch up with you. Um, I was at your offices a couple of years ago filming a video member spotlight, uh, in case anybody wants to go back and check that out. But it's good to have you on the podcast too so we can have a deeper conversation. Um, I'd like to start off by learning more about you and your background and what kind of experience you had before getting into the cannabis industry and of course, Canopy Boulder.
2: I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And I came here through my work in the natural products and dietary supplement industry, an industry I worked in for 15 years. And uh, in that industry, I uh, worked for a venture capital firm. We did sell-side and M&A, uh, strategic management consulting for some of the largest pharma, uh, VC, private equity hedge funds in the world all around this fast-growing natural products, dietary supplement industry. In, in addition, were, you know, we made investments and I operated companies as well as produced events. So a real varied background, but all in that natural products, dietary supplement industry, which um, went through rapid uh, periods of growth a couple of times um, mm-hmm. while I was in it. So it's a great experience to inform people um, what is happening in the cannabis industry and inform our investment strategy here at Canopy Boulder.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and I, I like that not only do you have a holistic background, professionally speaking, but also literally the holistic health industry, which there's a ton of crossover with cannabis. So seems seems like a, a natural progression to take your experience from that industry and sort of shift into this specific cannabis industry. Are you finding a lot of similarities?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, both industries are consumer driven. Uh, They offer uh, products that are alternatives to the market standard, preferable are alternatives to many people. Uh, It's also an industry with a very strong culture, Uh, a lot of passion where people don't leave that passion um, uh, at the office. They, they live it. It's a big part of their life. And um, the last thing I'll say is that depending on who you talk to and when it's either under regulated or over regulated. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of similarities.
1: Yeah. I can absolutely see that crossover to the cannabis industry as well. So was there a particular moment in your career or a reason that that you decided to jump into the cannabis industry, which you know as we know is still going through a lot of change itself and of course still federally illegal uh, what, what what made you make that jump?
2: I would say that you know like most entrepreneurs, uh, there comes a time where you have to make the go or no go decision. Are you going to, take that leap across the chasm and be an entrepreneur. And for me, that was in 2013. Um, It was a point in my life where I knew that if I didn't um, get really serious about becoming an investor, that it wasn't gonna happen. So uh, the timing is right. Uh, Colorado was just set to become an adult use legal state. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a, a a lot of growth in Colorado alone. And um, I felt like I th- I could bring something to the table, some experiences from the natural products industry. And that set forth about a, year, a year's worth of due diligence on the cannabis industry, which resulted in Canopy Boulder. Certainly, it wasn't the idea that I started with or that we started with, but it was definitely the idea that we felt was the would contribute the most to the industry which i think was legacy and contribution was a a big motivating factor for us
1: yeah that makes sense god that year 2013 was definitely if you were in a position that that was a window of time that was ripe with so much potential because we we didn't know exactly how everything was going to pan out so that was truly uh, a ground floor uh, door opening to the cannabis industry for sure. Um, and even if there's a lot of folks that hadn't even had personal experience with cannabis before because it was illegal. But then uh, with legalization in Colorado and Washington coming into play were were more comfortable not only with the idea of working in cannabis, but even trying it for themselves for the first time.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I definitely want to acknowledge those that came before us, uh, that those of us who joined the, t- the industry at that time, I mean, we stand on the shoulders of warriors, you know, giants, people that um, put more at risk than we ever will. And um, I just want to acknowledge them.
1: Oh, absolutely. The activists in the movement that have that have been doing this uh, for twenty, thirty, you know plus years when it wasn't cool. And, uh, when people would laugh at you and say, yeah, that's never going to happen. That's literally a pipe dream. Um, you know, I, I started doing activism on the medical side in the early two thousands myself and, um, in the DC area, a lot of, a lot of friends were feds or working for the government and they were kind of raising their eyebrow at me and maybe backing away slowly. But, um, yeah, here we are, it's a different world. And, And now we have members of Congress who are investing in cannabis and, or um, championing uh, our, our movement. So it, it's a different world uh, for sure, uh, which leads us to you launching your company, Canopy Boulder. Um, tell me more about the company and your role there and, and what you guys are up to these days.
2: So, you know, we are a very active investor in the cannabis industry and not only from the number of deals but how we approach investing. So uh, as of today we've made 110 investments into 90 companies since we launched. We really feel like the uh, we want to have a positive impact on the cannabis industry's trajectory so um, we also see a lot of need for ancillary products and services solutions for cannabis growers, processors, brands, and retailers. Um, and we want to help entrepreneurs identify those problems and put together solutions that are businesses to um, that would be appealing to those that uh, businesses that touch the plant, process the plant, sell the plant. So, um, you know, we operate as a business accelerator and an incubator for entrepreneurs and businesses in the industry. My role is CEO and uh, it's just like any other business, kind of the buck stops with me uh, with everything. Uh, But it's my most, I think the thing I'm most proud about is the performance of the teams that we've invested in and what they've been able to accomplish with our help and our capital. So um, we're very active. Um, In a lot of ways, we don't just write checks, we definitely bring people in, we help them, we try to make introductions, help them accomplish more with us than they would on their own um, and help guide them and help them make good decisions and avoid bad decisions as far as and as long as they are entrepreneurs in the industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in addition to the dollars that are required to start up a company, um, there's also a mentoring and guiding aspect, it sounds like. Uh, maybe talking about best practices and the importance of compliance and things like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time and energy uh, with our teams, but also connecting our teams and the founders, the entrepreneurs. Uh, with folks that can help them. So we have a pretty broad and deep bench of mentors who give their time to the companies to help them be successful. So we do a lot of connecting. Um, We do a lot of investing. We're not the biggest check writers uh, on the block, but I think we're trying to help more entrepreneurs uh, every day. And um, like last night, we actually hosted a uh, conference. So a, a little seminar where we had the, cannabis czar of Colorado speak and we had CEOs of the top firms in Colorado speak and we had an entrepreneur panel and then we wrapped it up with uh, the nine teams in our current cohort getting up on stage and doing their pitches live in front of a relatively friendly audience so mm-hmm. it's just all about the work it's all about the experience and trying to help the industry move forward
1: got it and i believe there's also a boot camp aspect or or at least in the past mm-hmm. there um can you just briefly talk about the boot camp part yeah
2: yeah so we follow the tech stars model one of the original business accelerators in the tech space actually we're founded out of boulder and uh occupy offices right beneath us so um, What do they do? What do we do? It's an intensive business accelerator program. I mean, we are, it's 16 weeks. Um, Every week has a different theme, whether that's branding, marketing, sales, operations, finance, whatnot. You know, we're we're trying to spend a week on all the critical foundational building blocks of a good business, Uh, recommended reading, uh, coordinated mentor and education uh, presentations, uh, assignments that are due at the end of the week. And those assignments might be like, your marketing budget with your marketing plan and a marketing go-to-market strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through the course of the program, we're going to do 50 plus educational and uh, sessions and mentor sessions. So it's really intense. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it's not for everybody, but for those who really want to put 120% behind launching this business uh, that they're they're starting, I think Canopy Boulder is a great place to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, really, really helpful to have that kind of support and guidance uh, for for the hungry entrepreneur. Absolutely. All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break here, but we'll be right back and we'll chat more with Patrick about the industry and beyond Uh, so stay tuned we'll be right back on ncia's cannabis industry voice
0: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors
3: Learn more at usccexpo.com.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we are back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. We're chatting with Patrick Raya of Canopy Boulder, based in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, So let's dive in and talk more about our industry and How we're making it bigger and better and smarter and faster and more sophisticated um, through companies like yourself. Um, So what type of companies do you help? You mentioned a couple uh, sectors before and are the different types of people and companies that you're helping, are their needs very different from one another?
2: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Really, we try to serve four primary groups of individuals in the cannabis industry. First, entrepreneurs, um, second, industry professionals, um, third, mentors and advisors, and then fourth, investors. So let's go through those really quick. The Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, we're supporting and investing in uh, two sets, two sectors, um, ancillary products and services. That's all your data, software, tech infrastructure plays, right? Uh, Businesses that do not touch the plant or require a state-issued license. Um, And then the second group is new, but it sort of harkens back to my time in the natural products industry. Uh, The new category is CBD and hemp businesses. Mm. So um, that is a major trend in the natural and organic foods retail industry, right? Um, And so it's also a big part uh, natural products is a big part of Boulder's dna. So, a uh, great place to launch a business, a lot of resources there and we wouldn't be doing uh and adding cbd hemp investing to our focus if it, we didn't have this incredible bench of mentors and advisors uh in that space. Uh so that this so let's talk a little bit about industry pros. Uh, you know, professionals in the industry, you know, in Colorado we're pretty mature. There's a, um, you know, A lot of things that we're seeing happen in other states, you know, the regulators, the legislators here in Colorado and the business people have already um, crossed that bridge. So um, they're looking to improve, refine their businesses. We wanna help them. So we work with a lot of industry professionals to sort of bring them new technologies, new ideas, and then get them exposed to people and other entrepreneurs um, that will inspire them to do new and different things. Um, From a third group is mentors. Those are people that want to help the industry. So we have a couple hundred mentors, people from inside and outside the industry that uh, give their expertise to the teams. So that could be a consultant in the cannabis industry, like Diane Zarkowski, Jay Zarkowski. Um, It could be a cultivator. uh, You know, it could be a brand like Juana Edible. And there's like, you know, we want to make sure that these mentors have an opportunity to impact businesses that could help them as well Um, and give them more exposure to the cannabis industry, especially if they're coming from outside the industry and they just want to dip a toe in mentoring is a great way to get to know uh, what's happening. And then finally, investors. Obviously, you know we're an investment fund, so we wanna make investments, we wanna get return on investment for our fund and our investors in our fund. But at the same time, nine out of 10 investors that I speak with, they're looking to invest directly in a company. So we spend a lot of time talking with investors, profiling them so that when there are companies that come through our accelerator or incubator that match their interests, we can make the quick introduction, get the warm introduction done, and get the conversation started about um, investment. So those are the four groups we primarily serve.
1: Yeah, that covers quite a bit, I'd say. Uh, it sounds like the only uh, groups that you're not directly um, assisting with are the licensee, the the dispensaries, and the cultivation at this point, but everyone else that supports those and uh, invests those and helps those out, that's fantastic. And you mentioned Juana Brands. I'll be heading up to Boulder in the next few weeks here to do a video with Juana, Juana Edibles, which will be a lot of fun as well. Another um, old school Colorado brand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a great example of a, a company that, you know, we have a great relationship with and that we'll, we'll send a, a startup in our accelerator incubator that's doing data to them because we know they love data. Right. And they're always looking for great data solutions or marketing, right. Have u- unique and innovative marketing solutions and the relationship we have with them. That's great because that can help them, you know, they're a leader in Colorado, like they were the top, top brand, if not the top brand uh, of edible in Colorado. And I know they are, they want to maintain that leadership position. And that the requirement there is to be on the cutting edge, right? To use the new tools that give them the advantage. So definitely trying to, you know, uh, make sure that as part of the canopy boulder ecosystem, they are rewarded.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a marathon and not a sprint here. Yep. Um, so what, what do you see right now are the biggest or most common challenges that companies or individuals face when they are launching into the cannabis industry?
2: You know, one of the biggest challenges that we encounter with new entrepreneurs coming into the industry um, is uh, that their timing is off. Right. They may see, they may have like a great idea that they think is gonna work in the cannabis industry. And at some point it definitely will, but the timing may be off. They may be too early. Um, if they have this great idea, it may not get pickup. Um, so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, definitely something that we see challenging folks is that timing. The other thing is access to capital and mm-hmm. industry understanding, right? So, you know, in the United States, there is still not enough active investment happening to support the growth that the cannabis industry could achieve. Um, And obviously federal laws are the primary uh, hindrance to more capital coming into the industry. That's changing every day, every day gets better. but, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they launch and they're like, I'm going to go raise, you know, I've just got an idea. I'm going to raise a million bucks on a $4 million pre-money valuation. And, and mm. you know, they don't, they maybe that works somewhere else in another sector, but in the cannabis industry, there's a lot more risk. So investors are uh, aware of this risk yeah. and they're going to price rounds accordingly. And they're going to dole out capital in a way that, you know, manages that risk for them. And so sometimes it's a little bit of a, uh, a rude awakening when entrepreneurs yeah. come to the cannabis industry.
1: I can understand that. Absolutely. Um, so federal legalization, absolutely. We've got banking and tax issues and just the fact that it's not legal across the board yet. When that does happen, and I say when, <laughs> uh, it's going to open up a whole new set of issues, regulations. And at that point, can you predict what the next hurdles that we're we're going to be facing, that business owners will be facing once we have that federal legalization locked in?
2: Well, I think it's it's a great question. And I think the thing that we all need to uh, understand is that federal legalization in many ways, it's a finish line, but in more ways, it's a starting line, mm-hmm. right? So, and I've seen this in the dietary supplement industry and the organic industry. The dietary supplement industry in 1994, there was a piece of legislation that was passed that changed the game, right? And there were a lot of existing players um, that were poised and ready for it. And then there were others that weren't. And how they navigated that change um, in the market you know, determined in a major way, whether they were successful or not long-term the same thing happened in the organic industry, right? Again, it's, it feels like a finish line, but it's really a starting line for the next uh, race, right? The next stage. Um, the other thing that I think we need to work together on everyone in the industry is really scaling the industry and um, in the way that it thinks, right? You know, we, the industry has gotten us to where we are, the people in the industry, the advocates, the regulators, the legislators, everybody that's worked on legalization has got us to where we are now, um, through passion and advocacy. And as the industry grows larger and larger and larger and more people come in, it definitely does change from an advocacy, uh, perspective to more of a government relations and affairs. It's like a subtle change, but an important one that, you know, we are, uh, talking, with the legislators and the politicians on a level and in a way that they are uh, understanding and they're accepting of, right, to move us forward to even closer to legalization or beyond. So um, it's an exciting time, it's a challenging time, and it's a confusing time for everybody. But I think when we see legalization come through, it's gonna be pretty exciting and pretty crazy going to be if we think it's moving fast now uh, <laughs> it's going to be a whole another game Hold oh, i on. feel
1: you on that absolutely yeah. all right uh well we are we have about just a few seconds left here before we have to take our next commercial break um but i will ask you uh, a little bit more about uh federal legalization when we get right back uh okay. so stay tuned we'll be right back on nci's cannabis industry voice
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a
3: voice to our sponsors. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code Cannabis radio 20. All spelled in caps as one word, Cannabis Radio 20. To take 20% off at the slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Not available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. approximately
0: 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation.
3: Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice and we've got just a few few minutes left here in the show and we're talking with Patrick Rea of Canopy Boulder. Um, so I, I wanted to talk, you know, we obviously the U.S. is a little bit behind the mark as we're seeing other countries um, perhaps start to move in the direction of adult use as well. We saw Canada uh, legalize for adults and it looks like Mexico's on the way as well does i mean this has to affect companies that are launching and fundraising and making investment decisions
2: absolutely absolutely i mean it should absolutely inform strategy Um, but at the same time it's a great thing to experience right watching the canadian legalization because it's it's like a preview into our own future to some degree so there's a lot that can be learned from seeing how things happen and are happening in Canada um, to be put to use when we have federal legalization in the United States. Um, Obviously, there is a lot of capital flowing into the Canadian market. I think that what I read the other day was that there's more money raised in Canada or into canadian lps uh last year then is expected then canada is expected to sell in cannabis in one year for quite some time right wow. so uh, it's like a great magnet for capital um at the same time you know the valuations are through the roof and probably not justifiable and we're seeing those uh come down i'm not going to call it a collapse yet but Steady, steady, steady decline in uh, enterprise value for a lot of those companies. Mm. So, you know, I think there's again a lot to be learned. You learn what you can do and what you should do and what works and what people respond to. And then, you know, hopefully you also learn some things of what not to do, right? Um, So it can be done better and we're evolving as an industry.
1: Totally agree. So, On that, I mean, we're going to be in New England, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, for our Seed to sale show in February. Um, What's exciting about that is New England is this whole new world in the United States that's unlocking. We're unlocking cannabis in all of these tiny little states in this other part of the country, whereas most of the focus has been toward the West. Um, So that's really exciting. For a lot of us, I'm from the East Coast, and starting to see a lot of these little old-fashioned states finally come around is exciting. What's your view on that?
2: I'm really excited for it because you know you've got the East Coast, you have DC, you have New York, you have Boston, you have Miami, you have all these um, these influential urban areas that need to experience legal cannabis, right? Because I think when uh, we know, uh, Bethy. We know that <laughs> cannabis is legalized. The sky does not fall, and the zombie apocalypse does not happen upon us. Right? Nope. it's like just another day.
0: Definitely. So
2: we, I'm excited for that to happen because, uh, in every state, to come online, that because it just moves us one step closer to federal legalization, which I think is what we're all aiming for. Um, business is being a great agent of social change here. And it's going to be, I think, a really exciting case study uh, for people to research and read about and understand how this all happened. And I think we're leaving a great legacy. Now, the East Coast definitely has a different personality than the West Coast. And I think that's great. (laughs) because they're going to do things differently. And it's, you know, there's going to be people out in Colorado and Washington, Oregon, California, going to look at it kind of askew and sideways. Like, What are you doing that way for? But that's how innovation happens, right? People have to do things different. They have to experiment. They have to try. They have to try go through trial to see and learn if this is the better way. So I welcome all these East Coast states coming online. I think it's going to be a really exciting time uh, for the industry.
1: I absolutely agree, and uh, speaking of the East Coast, we host our annual Lobby Days every year, and we're, we're gonna host our ninth annual Lobby Days this May in Washington, D.C., because that's where the laws get made, that's where uh, members of Congress hang out, and it's, it's important to be a part of the national network, and, and if you're a member of NCIA, or if you're not yet a member of NCIA, join, and just like you were saying earlier, the government relations and public affairs work is becoming increasingly more important. And we're still working on fixing section 280E of the tax code. We're still facing the banking crisis. Um, so I'm hoping to see a lot of folks from Colorado and all over the country join us at Lobby Days this year. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to participate in Lobby Days before. I think, I think you had some things come up in the past, but we're hoping to see some canopy boulder folks come along, and even if you can't attend lobby days, just being a part of NCIA, our full-time lobbyists are in DC year-round. We're a great resource to educate yourself as well. Um, so I appreciate your membership with NCIA, and uh, look forward to continuing to um, support the growth of the industry and and get. The industry to participate in the important government relations work to, to really tell your stories.
2: Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to um, NCIA in Boston, uh, the CanVest uh, event, and then also the lobby days. Um, those are hard-coded on the calendar.
1: I like it. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining me on the show today. We've been speaking with Patrick Rea of Canopy Boulder. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to NCIS Cannabis Industry Voice.